0: Hey, femmes. Before we jump into this episode, we just wanted to give a trigger warning. Uh, we are going to be getting into a little bit heavier topics, uh, talking about grief and depression and mental health. And if that's something that you are unable to listen to, we totally understand. If this is something that you're struggling with, we know it's it's a tough topic, and maybe that's not something that you need to listen to right now. But We just wanted to let everyone know that that's what we're going to be talking about today because it's important to us and we want to provide this space to talk about uh, those issues. Yes,
1: Um, and if you are struggling with depression due to grief or a mental illness, um, we did want to provide you with a national helpline um, so you can reach out to them if you are struggling or if you have a family member that is. Um, The Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, um, it's samhsa.gov. Has a toll free line. It's 1 800 662 HELP. That's 1 800 662 4357. It's free, it's confidential, open 24 7, 365 days a year. They're, um, Information services are both in English and in Spanish, and they're a great resource to reach out to for resources on how to help. Um, They offer articles, they offer um, maybe substance abuse um, help, treatment abuse help, anything like that. So if you have any struggles with that, or if you have a family member that is, please reach out to them. Um, Again, their number is 1-800-662-4357.
0: All right, let's get into the episode.
1: Welcome to the Fallible Fins. I'm Mindy and I'm Mandria.
0: It sounded like I said Mandria for a second cuz I totally blurred my words together. I don't know what that was we about. Kind of
1: did. Did it kinda sound did. like I'm Mandria? Hello Mandria. <laughs> How are you today? She's I have something new, to She's a new host on our podcast. <laughs> I mean, Welcome Mandria. I have something to tell you. No. Um anyways.
0: <laughs> so Today, you guys, we're gonna continue uh, the discussion on grief. Uh, last week, was it last? Yeah, last week, uh, we talked about our some personal stories about grief, and you know, just com- some motivational, you know, our thoughts yes. basically. Yes. We just kind of shared our experiences, which, shocker, that's what we do a lot on here. <laughs> yes, and yes. and so we're excited to get a little bit more into the topic. And something that we're trying to practice on doing is that when we you know, tell our own experiences or we have a certain topic, we want to follow up with, you know, some digging, getting a little bit deeper and providing some references, some perspective, some, you know, I guess, objective views on the subject. Yes. To go a little like one step further than just let me tell you a story.
1: Right. Right. So we pulled a few articles, but I will say before i get into the nitty gritty about you know ways to cope with it if you are struggling during this holiday season with depression due to grief please seek out a therapist. Um, they will work wonders in helping you figure out ways to navigate how to cope with it and give you coping mechanisms to continue to help you. So what we're saying, we're no, we're not, we're no doctors. We are not therapists. We are literally just pulling information that we found on the World Wide web mm-hmm. and stuff that we f- saw that we thought, oh, that's awesome. I really like that. I think that would be great tools to use, but Again, if you're struggling, don't take our word for face value. Please get help. So just wanted to put that out first. So um, I know, Andrea, you had actually pulled some statistics. Okay, so one of the
0: sites that I found that had a good article about, you know, mental health and statistics and all that um, is from the Recovery Village. And again, anytime we we provide any resources, we'll we'll put links in our show notes so you can you know, go in depth, because we just really scratched the surface on these. So um, one of the things that I was reading about that talks about grief and depression and how they can kind of overlap. And so one of the things that has to do with, uh, like, statistically, the rates of grief and co-occurring conditions. So like I said, like, you might have symptoms of grief, or you might experience grief, but, you know, other things start to overlap with them. So I'm just, I'm just going to read this. I just think it's a, it's, it's a little paragraph. I think it's just a good overall bit of information. So it says there are a few different effects of grief on overall health and daily function. The normal reactions of grief overlap several symptoms of depression and anxiety disorders, crying, low mood, disruptive, disrupted sleep, and loss of appetite are common during the early stages of grief. Anxiety and depression disorders show similar symptoms for several weeks at a time. According to an article from the Psychiatric Times, 40% of grievers meet the criteria for major depression 1 month after their loss and 24% still meet the criteria after 2 months. Because of these similarities, a bereaved person cannot be diagnosed with depression until 2 months have passed since their loss. Mm. Additionally, some individuals may turn to substance use as a way to self-medicate and numb their symptoms and therefore grief and substance use disorder often occur. We're not really, I just finished the paragraph. We're not really going to get into that portion of it, but I really Mm -hmm. thought that was something that should be brought up because, you know, when you experience an intense emotion, it overwhelms you and it kind of drowns out or overshadows other feelings that you're not really aware of. So I thought that was interesting that when, you know, grief can be, you know, there, again, you know, this is through experience and learning that, you know, depression, I don't want to get too nitty gritty into it, but, you know, it's a pretty complex disorder and emotion. So when you have grief, it might be like a catalyst to that depression. You might even be, you know, genetically predisposed, but it might be that environmental trigger Right causes you to feel that right. symptom, but because grief, you know, we even, when we talked about this, you know, last week, we, I mean, we were talking about, hey, it's so, it's like such a weird emotion and it's so foreign because it can hit you so intensely and so quickly that you're not really prepared for it, you know? Right, right it, because if something sudden happens, you're this intense emotion is brought on suddenly. It's not like you, you know, something like, okay, let's talk about like falling in love. That's not instant, you know, right. or, you know, it's like a, it's a process or maybe you're, you have a conversation with someone, all of a sudden you start to get angry. There's like this build up. but when you hear like, oh, Hey, someone has passed your close friend or this person or this acquaintance, you knew there's no build. It's like an automatic emotion. Mm -hmm. So I just thought that was interesting that people that are triggered by grief, that it turns into like an anxiety disorder or depression, that they can't even filter through that until two months after that period. So, I mean, a takeaway from that would be like pay attention and it's sometimes hard, but to your emotions and like, you know, what we're talking about, seek help. Like, I think what we'll do, I don't have anything like off the cuff to provide, but I'll well, I think we'll look and we'll see um, some resources to point you in the right direction if someone is feeling that way and there's whether it's like a hotline or yes. um, a resource yes. to, to go through because we we always want to give you something, not just talk about something.
1: Right. We want to help. We want to help give you a solution. Mm-hmm. You know, not really a solution, but like a way to help and not just kind of you know just kind of do like a surface cover. You know. we can dig down in and give you the help that you might need by offering a hotline number or something like that. So that's definitely something we will do that will be in our show notes. And then um, we'll put that on our social media too. So if anybody listens to it, Mm -hmm. when they listen to it, they can go to that and that
0: it'll help. there's some good resources out there and you know, social media is such a two-edged sword, but it, there's a lot of good resources out there. And that's the one really great thing about the internet and all of that is that true. There's so many avenues that you can go to, that you can go through to, to find something for you. So yes. anyway, so that's my, I don't know, interesting thought.
1: (laughs) Okay. So, um, what I did is I kind of looked through like ways of, how to help during holiday season, how to like navigate it when you're dealing with, you know, a sudden loss or, you know, it could be somebody that passed a year ago and you're now having to spend a holiday without them. And you're trying to figure out how do I, how do I do this? Mm -hmm. So, um, I found some great research from Harvard. They had did an article that was titled coping with grief and loss during the holidays and they had a few different strategies that they recommended on what to do to possibly help cope with it. So I'm just going to kind of go down the list and we can talk about them. Like first one was start a new tradition. You know, maybe you can do this to honor the person that's passed, like either have um, a lighted candle, an empty chair, or, you know, you can go around the table and say if you, you know, good thoughts about the person or maybe some great stories and just to kind of put it out into the public, like, Hey, you know, we're all experiencing loss with this person. Let's celebrate this, celebrate their life and, you know, talk about them more that way they feel more present in the moment when they're not there. Other one was change the celebration. Like if it's going to be too hard to be in a particular place or at home or going to another person's house, and it's going to be that reminder that they're not there, then do it differently maybe go out to dinner, you know, like get out of that frame of mind and have it. And then that becomes like a a new thing that you might do. Like, instead of eating at home, let's go out to dinner instead, or let's just change the scenario. Cause that's a big trigger, you know, especially for me, you know, um, with my mama and papa, both passing a few years back, like, it was my family still lives on that same road that they lived on. My parents do. And anytime I would go home, I would walk past their house. And it was just like a sudden reminder that they're not there, you know? And so that was really hard. So if you change that and maybe don't go home, but maybe your parents come here or something like that, it's, um, you know, changing the scenery. And so that might help. And then I think it's very, very important. They stay on here to express your needs. Talk about it. You know, like we're not mind readers. You know, right. we don't know if you're struggling with something. So be up front and center with it and tell us tell tell somebody about it. And that will definitely help just put it out there. You know, it's okay if you feel like you can't do everything that you once did because it's too unsettling. Um, and just tell someone you're not up to it and that you can't, and and be upfront about it and just say that you can't do that. And, you know, if they know what grief you're going through, I'm sure they'll understand. Um, Another one is help someone else, maybe volunteer through a charity or type of organization. Um, You might even can make like a donation in that person's honor. Um, Just something like that, just to kind of honor their life. And then if you were able to, to go and help somebody out, for me, helping someone always makes you feel good you know, to be able to know that you help someone less fortunate. And so maybe you could do that to kind of honor their life too. And then the other one, the last one is just to give yourself time. You know, like you're not, as Andrea just said, you know, it can take up to two months to even understand kind of what you're going through and what your process could be. And so it's not going to be an easy fix. And so it will take time to be able to kind of come out of it and to feel like, okay, you know, like I am, kind of starting the process to healing. No, it's not a very, um, you know, straight path of healing. It's definitely going to be some stops real fast and turnarounds and U-turns and and sideways and all the ways, you know? So I was just going to say that, like, it's not,
0: it's not linear. Grieving is not linear because, um, there's not like, okay, somebody, something happens, you're sad for this amount of time, it starts to feel better. It starts to feel better, feel better. And then you're Mm -hmm. well, like it doesn't happen that way. Right. Like I, you know, I talked about my grandma and you know, she passed not, I mean, not even six months ago. I can't, I'm not even doing math, but anyways, back in the summer she passed and it's like, I cried everything that I could cry. Like I'm done. The crying is gone. I finally hit my breaking point. I had little sobs, you know, the, mm-hmm. the couple, of, and then I just lost it. And then just, you know, the past episode that I, you know, I do the editing, and I was listening to my own story from my own mouth, and I got emotional. And I'm I like, I know, I know. I'm like, I miss my grandma so much, and it's just, and it's gonna happen. I'm sorry. Okay, there was a, sorry, a whole piece of hair in my mouth. I don't know how <laughs> that happened. Uh, anyways, so it's there's no timeline well there's no set timeline there's not and everyone's timeline is different too yes which yes I will say spoiler alert not spoiler but just heads up this is a theme that comes up in a lot of any type of research
1: coping is that time is such an important factor Mm -hmm. in healing exactly and like you know my memo passed away six years ago and you know I may not break down and 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 sob and cry over it. But anytime I'm together with my cousins or my family, let's literally, all we do is we sit and talk about like, man, she was the best, mm-hmm. absolutely the best. And we're like, nobody would ever understand just that type of relationship that we had with her because right. she was the best. And so it's still very front and center in our minds. Like that's still all we talk about and how we still miss her and wish she was here. And that we could just talk to her again, you know, mm-hmm. and, all the things that we wish we could do. So, you know, like at this point we've kind of come to like, let's talk about the happy times that we had with her and all of the great, great memories we had. And that's what's pushing us forward and, and helping us kind of get through the grief that way. So, okay. So another article that we found was from grief.com and it was just titled grief in the holidays. Um, Grief.com is a really great website. I mean, specifically for grief. And they have a lot of good articles um on how to navigate. But one thing that I found that was very interesting is they had a list of do's and don'ts. Um, So I'm just gonna go down the list again how I did before. So um one said is do be gentle with yourself and protect yourself. You know, don't don't be harsh. Don't beat yourself up if you're still grieving. Um, Be gentle and let yourself grieve. Um, don't do more than you want and don't do anything that does not serve your soul and your loss. So it's all about, you know, what's best for you. You are the ultimate person that can say what's best for you. So, you know, your limits and how far you can go. So that's very important. Um, And again, what we've talked about over and over again, do allow time for feelings. Like there's not, there's not a timeline so allow yourself to feel um we talked about this in the last episode how you know we're we're pretty much like once a day criers, we can cry easily oh, and yeah. so i haven't cried today actually but today's not over so yeah, not um, but you know like for me like if i feel myself super emotional turn on a song watch a sappy movie and that like does the trick and it like pretty much breaks open the bottle mm-hmm. and lets me cry and I feel so much better afterwards to be able to express that emotion. Very Um, And again, it said, don't keep feelings bottled up. You know, it's very important to open it up. Mm -hmm. If you have 500 tears to cry, don't stop at 250. I love that. That's, I I love that. That's so great. And then do allow others to help. We all need help at certain times of our lives. Um, Don't ask if you can help or should help a friend in grief. Just help. You know, just be there, find ways, invite them to group events or just out for coffee. And honestly, for me, what's always been um, a way for like a friend to help is just to sit there,
0: Yes.
1: you know, like maybe don't tell me like how it felt for you in your process of grief, because we all grieve differently, but let's sit there and quiet and maybe let me express my, you know, feelings, how I'm feeling. And then if I want to talk about stories or whatever, and just talk about how I'm struggling, then be there as a sounding board, as a listening ear, you know, that's very important. Um, and then which also, which is very important, um, in grief, pay attention to the children. Um, children are too often the forgotten grievers. And let me tell you,
0: I thought that was interesting. When
1: my aunt passed away a couple of weeks ago, um, we were at the viewing and it was the first time we saw my aunt In the casket. And my little cousin, who was probably four or five, her mom, which is my cousin, that's her mother that just passed away, was holding her and walked her up to the casket. And that that poor little girl was absolutely losing her mind because it was so hard for her to see someone that all she had known was life and happiness and fun. And then to see her in that position, that was probably the first person she's ever seen like that before. And I think there, I mean, we all lost it at that point. We're like, we're done, we're done. Um, So you might think like, oh, she's too young. She won't remember, you know, children grieve. And we don't need to let that just pretend it doesn't happen because it does. And we can't let them be forgotten for sure.
0: My, my sweet niece, she, she's nine. And so she was nine at the funeral and, you know, she had only met my grandma once. So she didn't really know her. She has probably a memory of her cause she was old enough and, but she's got the biggest heart. I mean, I don't think there's a bigger heart on the planet than her Mm-mm. because she is like an empath. Like she, I think is you know, believe what you want to believe. She is an empath, I think, in a lot of ways. She feels all of her feelings and she feels everyone else's feelings too. So you would think that a nine-year-old who'd only met this person once and didn't really have much of a relationship would not cry, but she cried more than anyone else at that funeral mm. because everyone else was emotional. And it was like, which made me cry. And it was just her mm. face. It was just, oh, uh, and so you just want to like squeeze them tight and hold them and just, uh. children are the best and the worst. I mean, sorry, that's something different though. <laughs> Children drive you crazy, but man, their I know. Hearts, I know. it's just this unfiltered emotion. Like they don't even know how to press those emotions down. Like Mm-mm. that's, you know, the beautiful, thing, not the beautiful thing. The the crazy thing about growing up is like, you get to understand maybe a little bit more what these emotions feel like, oh, you to experience more, but you also learn how to press them down.
1: And well, we're, we're taught too though, like, oh, you're such a cry baby, right? Or, there you go. You're oh. wearing your heart on your sleeve that's again. A, that's a Why whole is that other a- episode. I know that's that will, that will be episode. on our docket for 22 for sure I think so that's <laughs> because a whole that's, thing. that's like a whole nother three-part series basically yeah. oh my goodness that. like the
0: expectations that we set for ourselves and
1: all that seriously seriously so. anyway
0: <laughs> anyways
1: moving on four hours later no, I'm just kidding <laughs> as we get on a we're gonna get on a tangent we're gonna go on our soapbox y'all better settle in this turn this (laughs) this
0: one episode turns into three part because half of it is us (laughs) getting on tangents for um so um kind of you know adding to that list and again you know we're pulling from different sources and I think it's Im- I think it's important that they corroborate each other because you know you can one person can tell something oh this is this but you're like okay who are you to tell me but you know pulling from different you know resources and yes anyways yeah you know what i'm saying so uh one when- uh, site another site that we found called psychcentral.com uh it's just entitled healthy ways to navigate grief um and so they pulled from this uh phd or i'm sorry not phd site she's a psycho she's a psychologist her name is christina g hibbert um so it talks about how like one of the number one, or the number one question that she receives is, you know, how do I grieve? So she says that many people use unhealthy ways to cope, such as ignoring their feelings, isolating themselves, setting a time limit. Or pretending Mm -hmm. their way through the grieving process, but when you're in it, when you're in the thick of the pain, I like how I say I say that somehow that comes up every episode being in the thick of something. But anyway, so she's like, when you're in the thick of pain, confusion, chaos, it's hard to really pick anything healthy. So you just pick whatever is easiest, whatever's nearby, which is you know we're not really going to get into this, but that's when substance abuse comes in to play, um, or just like abuse in general, like and even neglect of you, you know, your surroundings, of yourself, and you know it takes a lot of work to really navigate that so she goes on to point out just different ways you know helpful ways to navigate that grief Uh, one way is healing together so finding someone whether it's your family or friends or the family that you make maybe it's a trusted coworker or a boss or someone that you know you can talk to Mm -hmm. um, that's that's with it that you can you know find some commonality and shared experience with and just healing together you know when you're, you know, there for someone else, you let them, you know, kind of what Mindy was saying, you know, let them talk, you know, let them tell the story, whether it's once or twice or a hundred times, you know, mm-hmm. and just being like, hey, I'm here for you, you know, just being that person. And, and it's, you know, people always... It's so like, this is another way that grief is so funny because we're all so different. Like we could lose, like me and Mindy could lose someone, we could lose the same person or maybe the separate person. And it's like the exact same way they, you know, it's the exact same scenario, everything, right. but it's so different. Like, it's just, it's two very different things. And yeah, maybe, um, you know, I lost my grandma, Mindy's lost her grandma. There's like, Oh, you know, you, you come up to go to someone. Oh, I know how you feel. I lost like, well, you don't, because it's so exactly. Different. But the thing is, is that I don't think, you know, as a rational human being, you're not expecting someone to say the perfect thing or to really relate to you necessarily on your level. You just need someone to be there for you and to listen. Exactly. And, and sometimes the best way is just like to be that person that someone can come to. This is so random, but this, I just, this popped into my head. I don't know if anyone's ever watched How I Met Your Mother. Um, In case someone hasn't and they, you're like, oh, that's my 2022 goal. I'm going to watch, binge watch How I Met Your Mother. Try to keep the spoilers to a minimum.
1: Can I just say that I'm super excited for How I Met Your Father to come out. Is
0: that actually going to happen? Yes. Okay. I couldn't remember if it is or not. Anyways. So in the episode, Someone's Parent Dies. And it's not Robin's because this is the funny part. So, you know, there's so many people like, I don't know what to say. What should I say? What do I do? What do I do? But Robin's like, she's like, I have everything that someone wants. There's like playing cards and like cigarettes (laughs) and, you know, just gum, like random (laughs) things in her purse. She's like, I'm the go-to person. If someone needs something, I got it. So, you know, whether it's being the person that has everything in their purse that like, I really, uh, I really need a tile and all right now. My head's got it. Got you covered. I really want a piece of chocolate. Boom you know whether yeah. it's something like that just like providing that to someone or just being the wall to just sit and listen And anyways i'm gonna i'm gonna continue <laughs> on or this is gonna be a three hour episode so another um you know healthy way to navigate grief is acknowledge your feelings you know avoid ignoring escaping pretending burying your feelings instead she says Feel, which is spelled F E E L. So freely express emotion with love. You know, it's okay to express. I love that. Yeah. It's okay to express sadness or anger or pain or whatever you're feeling, you know? So I thought that was really awesome. I'm going <clears> to <throat> speed through a couple of these, um, Another one is give yourself time to grieve. I'm not going to go into that. We've talked to that. We've talked about that one. So, which I think it's just, it's great that it comes up in everything because time, Uh, this is a good one, engage in healthy activities. So I didn't even think about this. Um, So she says she created the anagram TEARS, T-E-A-R-S, and it stands for talking, exercise, artistic expression, recording emotions and experiences and sobbing, which I thought was really cool. Like, you know, obviously talking exercise, you know. Not going to get on an exercise tangent, but (laughs) that's not what this episode is about. But sometimes like doing something like that, like it, like putting in like energy and expelling energy, like it's when you're different chemicals and you know, you're not endorphins, what am I thinking of? Adrenaline. No, it is. It releases endorphins. That's right. Mm -hmm. And so that can help with the healing process and maybe it gets you some mental clarity and kind of figure out where you are and, you know, and then just writing things down. And I like sobbing. I like how it's just sobbing, like, cause sometimes you just gotta sob.
1: Seriously. (laughs) Seriously.
0: But you know, but just, you know, on top of this just adding on like physical release or physically releasing difficult emotions can help you. It just, it's just a great way and a great outlet. And, you know, you've been talking about kids, especially with kids, uh, it's just a way to help you navigate that grief. And then another one is practice deep breathing, you know, practicing breathing from the diaphragm and a calming pattern helps slow anxiety and tension that can often use us or sorry, that it can often hit us in grief and deep breathing as a side note is such a good tool anyways, because Have you ever been, I do this, I do this a lot. And it's usually the only two people that ever comment on it uh, is my dad and my boyfriend. Spoiler alert. I don't think I've even talked about him, but I do have a boyfriend that's, we'll talk about that later. What? This is new to me. I know. I'm like, this is a weird way to bring this up. But have you ever just like taken a deep breath and someone's like, what's wrong? Has anyone ever, I'm just, I think I'm just guilty of it because I take really shallow breaths and sometimes, and maybe because it's, I talk too much. And sometimes I just have to stop and be like, (sighs) and like, like vocally exhale. Yeah, yeah. And my, like growing up, my are you, what, why are you huffing? I'm like, dad, I literally just am breathing because, and it might be like in a scenario that maybe emotions are ran high. I'm like, no, I'm like literally just taking a deep breath because I take shallow breaths. And I've had to explain that to my boyfriend too. I'm like, I'm not really upset or anything. I'm just breathing right. because apparently I have all this pent up breath that needs to come out. So anyways, it sounds like
1: that. <laughs> There you go. And then I just got an example. And then the
0: last one is to seek counseling, whether it is a therapist or a professional or a friend or something, you know, someone who has experience or really, an, I mean, even more to the point, and this is what this talks about, um, an unbiased perspective and someone that can teach those healthy coping mechanisms because- so many, I like kind of how we started this episode. So many other feelings go hand in hand and couple with grief. And because, you know, we're so into our grief and our feelings, they sneak up on us and we don't really expect them until maybe it's too late. I mean, some people, I don't really want to get too much into this. I think Mindy gave a trigger warning at the beginning. So that's good. So, you know, especially if you can't get out of those really intense feelings of depression and some people, you know, can feel suicidal. And I know that's a really heavy topic and we don't, you know, we're not professionals and we don't want to get too heavy in this, but, you know, I think it's, it's important to talk about, you cannot be experts on something and still like breach the subject because something that I am an advocate for and something that I've been saying since I've been really aware more of what mental health is. And a lot of it has to do with my grandma is that people hide too much People feel bad for saying I have some sort of mental health issue. Like there's so much shame attached to it and, and to oversimplify, I think, the shame is rooted in fear and otherness, you know, nobody likes to think that something is quote unquote wrong with them. Right. You know, we, we have to have this tangible thing to say like, oh, I broke my leg. Like there has to be some sort of physical representation that right. we can see and right. touch and feel to validate something. Right. And I think it's so important to just put everything on the front. And there are so many, there's so many things out there. and And I think we're getting there. I really think that we're getting there. It's better than it was. You know, we couldn't talk about this if we were living in the 50s as housewives. Like, we could talk
1: about this. I know. I mean, we
0: could, but it'd be very hard. And I think it's important to talk about and and just not to feel any shame about it, even if you have those intense thoughts. You know, like oh, I shouldn't think like this. It's not normal. You know, like first of all, normal is such a dumb word. But if you recognize the fact that it's not normal, and that's kind of your you know foundation for what you're. I mean, what is normal
1: anyway? You know, it's just normal is
0: such a the wrong word to use. Right. Right. It's outside the way that maybe we should function or whatever. So right. if it causes you strife, if it causes you struggle, if it starts to impede your daily life or the people around you, I mean, it's, you know, sometimes you just have to hold up a mirror and, and there's no shame in talking to someone. There's no shame in getting help. There's no shame in therapy or medication or whatever that avenue is because life's too short to get caught up in what other people think, which is. You know, way easier said than done.
1: It is. It is, unfortunately. But I do think we are living in an age where, or in a time right now, that it is great to be transparent. You know, like, yes, you know, mental issues, disorder it's still kind of taboo in a way, but I think a lot more people are more open about talking about it. And, you know, I don't like, there's some, don't like saying like, there's something wrong with me because I'm dealing with depression or something. There's something wrong with all of us, honestly, you know, like that's just, par- that's just, yeah. that's just how it is, you know, like, yes, you are dealing with it, but it's not a bad thing. It's not a wrong thing to, to be struggling with that. Um, There are ways to fix it. And yes, that might mean therapy. Yes. that means might mean medication but you know you just have to do what works best for you no matter what it is and so it's nothing to be ashamed about literally every I think we're all dealing with depression in some form of another thanks to COVID at least yeah you know even not that just you know
0: yeah I mean even in like anxiety and so, you know
1: right oh yeah
0: it, it's just I mean it goes back to kind of just what I was saying like if, if for some reason if we can't see it then it's for some people it's hard to validate it's hard to talk about I'm like I cut myself paper I guess paper cut myself yesterday putting something into a box and it sliced my finger and it hurt but that and I'm like I can physically see that there's a cut in my hand but that is no less valid or sorry no more valid than someone being in the room all day because they can't physically get out of bed because they're so overwhelmed by feelings that they don't know how to deal with and they don't know how to process. Right. So I have, I'm sorry, like I get, I could talk about this subject for a very long time because I'm so very passionate about it because of my own experiences and people right. that I know that have had experiences right. right? exactly knowing someone and feeling that it's very real just because you can't see it. So you, the thing is, is that you can't, it's just not in the form, the traditional form of an ailment. So you see it in the actions and like sometimes even in the face of people around you. So right. Anyways.
1: Okay. So I think we are going to wrap it up. Um, I didn't want to end and not put out like a crisis hotline that y'all could reach out to if anybody listening to this is dealing with anything serious. Um, and actually I was listening to a podcast earlier and they mentioned the same one and I'm going to mention it too. So there is a substance abuse and mental health services hotline. Um, it's S A M H S A.gov, but their helpline number is 1-800-662-HELP. 1-800-662-4357 is what that comes out to be, but they're 24 24-7, 365 days of the year. And they're basically a referral service. So you can call them and they will give you information based on your location, on what services you have that you can get help from. They can give you uh, articles, they can give you resource. They can give you numbers, um, safe houses or whatever to, to reach out to. So they're just an, 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 easy one-stop area that you can call and get any type of help that you might need. They do offer information in English and in Spanish. So if we have any Spanish speakers out there that might, would help. And it's not only for like, if you yourself are struggling, if you have a family member that's struggling, you can call and get resources to, to know how to help them as well. So anything like that, um, it's free, it's confidential. And so I really, really recommend reaching out to them if you do have any help. And again, it's samhsa.gov and it's 1-800-662-HELP. And we'll put that in our show notes. And I'll also put that on our social media as well.
0: All right. That sounds great. And with that, um, we wish you guys a happy morning, evening afternoon whatever day and time of day that you're listening yes to this. and we'll link everything you know subscribe tell a friend bring someone that yes. you think might benefit from our podcast which is that's our goal is we just we just want to find like-minded awesome people to chat with yes
1: exactly we want some um fallible fans out there <laughs> all right y'all have a lovely rest of the day